Welcome to Cattle Connect, your insight into Alabama's beef cattle industry. I'm your host, Kayla Greer, and this is Cattle Connect, brought to you by the Alabama Cattlemen's Association. Welcome back, cattlemen. We are excited to be back for week two of the Cattle Connect podcast. I'm joined today by my trusty co-host and ACA Executive Vice President, Aaron Beasley. Aaron, how's it going? Hey, Kayla. Good to be back with you. It is going. We are pretty right now outside, but as you know, we're kind of prepping and going to see what this weather event might be with some potentially uh, wintry conditions, as we like to call it in Alabama. So we'll see. Yeah, as you guys um, might not so joyfully recall, last week's weather was a little cold here in the state. So um, hopefully by, by the time you're listening to this, things have thawed out a little bit and we're enjoying the temperatures a little better, but we'll see. Just getting moving right on in. Today's episode is is lofty in terms of content, so we are not going to waste any time getting into the meat and potatoes. We alluded during last week's Cattle Connect Fast Facts that the ACA just celebrated its 80th anniversary of being an organization. Yep, January 4th, 1944, the ACA, it came to life in Demopolis, Alabama, right there in Marengo County. Yeah, and I'm just going to take a moment to reflect on that story a little bit and let our listeners in on how that all came together. Uh, To do that, I'm going to go straight to the source. I mentioned in last week's episode, we have this great resource here in the office called It's Great to Be Number One. It's basically the ACA history book, and it was written by a man named Dan Hollis. Who, Kayla, we just learned while kind of reviewing and getting ready for the show that Dan actually worked here as Director of Public Relations for about five years up until 1983. That's right. As many times as we've read through this book, we both somehow have missed that. Um, this book really, truly is like the gift that keeps on giving. Um, well, Mr. Hollis wrote, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase some backstory here real quick, and then I'm going to uh, just read straight from the book. But basically, prior to 1944, there was an organization called the Alabama Livestock Growers Association. Um, but by late 1943, while the organization still existed on paper, That's pretty much all it was in terms of existence. It had a president and a secretary, but it was a very inactive organization. And so some leaders wrote a letter and said, hey, we um, we need to do something a little different here. And they the letter basically called for a working cattlemen's association to be formed. And they called a meeting on the night of January 4th, 1944. And again, the gift that keeps giving. I have never read this little line in the book or don't remember if I did, but That date was selected because the annual beef cattle show and sale was happening in Demopolis that week, um, January 4th through the 6th of 1944. So they knew that a lot of cattlemen were already going to be in the Black Belt for that state premier beef cattle event. All right, so I'm going to move straight in to reading from Mr. Hollis's words. It says, some 55 to 60 cattlemen thus gathered on the evening of January 4th at the Demopolis Inn to consider organizing or reorganizing. UC Jenkins, as president of the Alabama Livestock Growers Association president, he presided over the historic meeting. The consensus of those present at the meeting was that the old ALGA organization would best be laid aside and a new organization with a new name formed. Senator R.J. Bob Lowe, of Huntsville finally made the motion to organize the Alabama Cattlemen's Association, and the motion was seconded by Luther Fuller and passed without a dissenting vote among those present. And while they were there, they um, 
um, I'm paraphrasing again, they, they decided to go ahead and elect officers of this new organization. And just to throw out names and see if anybody out there knows any of these, um, we had President Bruce Henderson of Miller's Ferry in Wilcox County. Um, Vice President was Senator Bob Lowe of Madison County. W.P. Breen was the treasurer. He's from Greene County. And last but certainly not least, Secretary of the Association was Tom C. Reed of Montgomery. So there you have it from the words of Dan Hollis. Um, the night of January 4th, 1944 goes down in history of when the ACA was formed. And here we are today. And so over the years, dedicated leaders helped the ACA grow its ranks to the highest point of 18,620 members in 1974, which made it the largest cattlemen's association in the nation. The, the book alludes to the fact that the entire chapter two is about our strength is in the leadership of the organization. And because of that strength and the network of our grassroots organization, the Cattlemen's Association has continued to be a voice to over 10,000 cattlemen members, just like it has for 80 years. It's really hard to believe 18,620 members. I mean, that really, if you look at ag stats today, there's not that many more cattle farms in the state. And so obviously, yeah. you know, dynamics change and stuff, but that is an impressive number to know that Kayla, okay, we live in a in an era right now where we, you know, we have social media, we, we have, you know, these smartphones that can do anything. Think about it. 18,620 members was our highest point at a time when communication just relied on what we like to call now a snail, snail mail. mail. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's a big number. And it's, it's really impressive. I think today the state of Alabama boasts about 19,000 cattle farms. Yeah, I think that's about right. And so that's, uh, that's almost one for one in terms of membership. That's, that's really awesome. It gives us something to really work towards. And I think it, you know, it, for me, you know, we sit back and we're really happy to be over 10,000 members today, but I mean, we've, we could get back there one day. I really think we can with, with, you know, what we do and knowing that there's a lot of people out there that aren't members. And so, hey, who knows? Maybe the Cattle Connect will help us reach those folks. Yeah, yeah. New goal here for the office staff. Your membership matters. Join the ACA today and enjoy exclusive member benefits, including a subscription to the Alabama Cattleman Magazine. Learn more today at bamabeef.org slash join. Okay, so the ACA is obviously a trade organization first. We're talking about membership. That is, that's our bread and butter around here out of this office and, and the benefits that we offer. But there is so much more that happens under this roof besides just like the membership arm of the association as we allude to it a lot. Erin, let's elaborate on some of those branches of our organization and who better, you know them best. So I'm going to let you take off with that one. It is. This place is like a tree. It has branches. That's typically how I try to describe it. But one thing that I always like people to know is that if you look from state to state, our Cattlemen's Association is very unique compared to others. And it all goes back to that leadership some 80, 80 years ago leading up to where we are today. But let's talk about the branches. So, so most of y'all are probably familiar with the association itself. That's the first branch. And of course, that deals with you all being members, which we hope you are one of our 10,283 members, which is what we boasted last year. Uh, we've got the membership. That's, of course, the lobbying arm. That's where Kayla and I get involved in all the governmental affairs activities. And then, of course, we produce the Alabama Cattlemen Magazine, which I'm sure many of you sit down and read that month to month. And so that's our association arm. Another piece and a really big piece of our of our 
mission and, and what we're doing here day to day is, is to promote the cattle industry and to promote beef. And to do that, we really rely heavily on our beef checkoff programming, which is funded through both the national beef checkoff and the state beef checkoff. We are the qualified state beef council in Alabama, and, and every state has one. Uh, I think all but six states, I believe, right yeah, now. That sounds about right. Yep. And so we are the qualified state beef council. We have a beef checkoff council that oversees the uh, the marketing plan and the budgeting and and just the the general governance of the beef checkoff programs. We also have a foundation. So a foundation was formed in the 70s. It's the Alabama Cattlemen's Foundation. The very source here of funding for the foundation is actually the uh, the cowboy tag. So, of course, you come in our parking lot, Kayla, and <laughs> we all have them. <laughs> we don't get too creative around here. It's a lot of E for beef, K for beef, yeah. for beef. <laughs> yeah, but hey, it's it's well recognized. But a lot of y'all, I know you have the, the cowboy tag. And hey, I want you to know that cowboy tag is funding over $100,000 a year in scholarships right now. Yeah, we're looking at a record year this year in terms of scholarship awards. So that, that's it's exciting. It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. We, we love to be able to give back to those young people that are involved in the industry. And, and hey, those that, that maybe aren't going to be, but uh, have roots to the industry. Um, another part about the foundation, of course, is the museum downstairs. And we'll, we'll do a whole segment on the museum, which, which deserves one in itself. But that, of course, makes us probably the most unique of any state cattlemen's association. And so uh, that, that's kind of our foundation arm. Let's go to a fourth arm, the PAC, okay? So the, the beef PAC, the political action committee. Um, hey, we told y'all we're in downtown Montgomery. We do a lot of work in the state house. And if you're gonna if you're gonna do some work in governmental affairs, guys, you need to have a pack. And so we have worked really hard the last few years to to really uh, grow that. We'll probably do a segment down the road a little bit more on governmental affairs, pack, and just some of the political efforts there. We have the Southeastern Livestock Exposition. That's that's our fifth big arm. And so the Cattlemen's Association owns in conjunction with the SLE, the Southeastern Livestock Exposition. We own this property together. We have a building together. And, um, you know, we've been sister organizations for years and years. And so uh, they put on the SLE Rodeo each March and, of course, a big livestock week with a lot of youth livestock activities and so we'll talk more about the SLE down the road as well so yeah I'll be joining um, I'll have Sarah Hunter who is the executive of that organization joining us in studio here in just a couple of weeks and she'll be giving you the complete rundown of this year's event and and why why the SLE does what it does yeah and it's got a huge mission statement and we're just proud to be a small small part of it and be able to assist them along the way so I guess all in all you know these five branches of our big tree. It, it really makes us diversified. And like I said, it you're not going to find another one like us if you go state to state. And so um, again, members, we just want you to be proud of the organization you're part of. But um, but that's, I guess, a little bit, Kayla, about all the entities yeah, that's, we have here. That's the, the 10,000 story view of the ACA and all that we have operating out of this office. You know, we could get in the nitty gritty about each one of those arms that Aaron just talked about. The 81st annual ACA Convention and Trade Show is headed to Huntsville, February 23rd through the 24th. Join us for Alabama's largest beef cattle industry event. Register now at bamabeef.org. You mentioned that we are the Qualified State Beef Council in Alabama, and with that comes the responsibility of extending beef checkoff program across the state. We've got an entire team on staff here who's dedicated to that program area specifically. Uh, Aaron and I are part of that team. Aaron as the manager, the overseer, the primary administrator. 
Um, I handle media relations and producer communications, which this podcast is an example of that. Um, Reed McGuire on our staff, who you'll meet later in this season, he is in charge of all the producer programs, as well as um, administering research funding and um, putting together all of those awesome youth development programs that the state checkoff boasts. And then there's Josie Jones, who you'll also meet later in the spring, and she is over, she's the consumer outreach gal. She um, works with everyone from chefs, culinary students, food service representatives, dietitians, teachers, and just the general public to promote beef and beef cookery. But Erin, the checkoff did not start that way. While we're in a history mood today, can you tell us a little bit about the early beginnings of the beef checkoff here in Alabama and, and how what that looked like? Yeah, it's really interesting. Most people probably don't know this, but Alabama and California were actually the first two states to have a beef checkoff program. And, and that's long before we knew anything about the national checkoff and beef at Swed's for dinner. Uh, Kayla, I know you know this because you, you do our, used to do our throwback Thursdays and different things on socials. But, you know, we've got that original picture of, of state cattlemen's leaders putting putting an eat more beef sticker it's on a, a car. It's a classic picture. Absolutely. Iconic. And, and that sticker was made possible because of the original 10 cent Alabama checkoff. And so that was actually uh, developed uh, through legislative process uh, in the 1960s. And so, you know, for, for our state, we rocked along with that 10 cent checkoff for quite some time. And, um, and then, you know, it was a good idea and it caught on on the national scene, quite honestly. And so uh, lots of effort there to develop a national beef checkoff. It did uh, end up coming to fruition as a part of the 1985 Farm Bill and has been in place since. At the time that that 85 Farm Bill uh, enacted the national checkoff, our state checkoff actually, it it went dormant for quite quite some time, a couple of decades. And um, in 2004, because we all know the power of the dollar, you know, it, it's, it's tough to keep up with the price of things, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's tough. And so anyway, uh, there was more funding needed. And so uh, in 2004, the producers in Alabama went back to the voting box and, and voted and decided to reactivate that state checkoff. And mm-hmm. with that brought a brand new staff person, which is uh, today Reed McGuire's position. Yep. Uh, so it helped build out our staff and uh, allowed us to do just a lot more programming, a lot more diversified programming, um, not so much geared up for the consumer, but also to help assist producers and to really activate our junior countenance program, which has been super successful. And so, um, you know, that today we, uh, you know, we, we do have both the national and state beef checkoff. But, you know, fun fact, we, we were one of the very first cattlemen's associations to have that great idea. And, and it caught on across the countryside. Yeah, that's, that's, that is a fun fact, you know, to know that Alabama and California were the ones that, that laid the groundwork. And, you know, I'm sure as they were forming the national beef checkoff, they looked to us states as models of, of how that program could be run. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember, so Dr. Powell that worked here for years and years, he's my predecessor. I remember, you know, him telling me stories about flying to Chicago or flying here or flying there when they were, you know, trying to figure out how do we get this thing off the ground with with the checkoff that was, you know, part of that 85 Farm Bill. So a lot of rich history there. And, you know, you, you threw out the date, the 2004 reactivation of of the state checkoff. And 
it's hard to believe, but that's 20 years this year. Oh my year. gosh, yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> it's a big year for ACA, so oh, we no. had the it, 80th birthday. Wait, Kayla, it's also my 20-year high school reunion. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Oh, geez. Thanks for that reminder. Yeah, we'll we'll move on Back from to that. Pro- <laughs> programming here. Yeah, so ACA just had its 80th birthday. We've mentioned that a couple of times. October Beef Month, which um, is... A, a direct month. result yeah. of of checkoff programming here in the state is celebrating its 60th year this year, and the reactivation of the state beef checkoff is having its 20th year. We like fours around here. A lot of, a lot of even type year. Yeah, we're hitting everything on the decades here. Lots of fours, but you know, looking back and reading this history book and talking through some of this, it always baffles me to think about the foresight of our leaders, you know, just the vision that they had to design this organization in such a modern way decades ago. It's amazing. I I, I often just kind of like ponder and I think, how, how are you that smart? You know, how, how can you... How can we be like you? I, I know. <laughs> I, I really and truly, um, as a person who, you know, loves to maybe think I might have an idea every now and again, oh my goodness, what a, what a just genius group of people. And it, it's just so incredible to think about and to know that the ideas and the decisions made 80 years ago absolutely set up a foundation that today we, we are able to walk on. And it, it has made us just a extremely strong organization. And I say it all the time. Our job is to keep this ship going in the right the right direction. Yeah. They they laid an excellent groundwork. They did all the hard work. We just have to make sure that we keep doing the good work that they laid out for us. And, you know, that's what we're all here trying to do our best to do. And, and I think it's also really important, though, for us, especially as young people. You know, as young people here on staff, we get we all the young people get a bad rap about forgetting the past and being too modern and all that. I think, you know, here... We are very, um, we're very futuristic minded, yes. but we are never going to forget to give an ode to the past um, mm-hmm. because these, these folks, these people that I named in this book and, you know, Dan Hollis, he's my personal hero, you know, as the director of public relations, which is kind of equivalent to, to my position today. Um, the fact that he sat down and wrote this book, you know, whew, lofty goal for me, I guess I need to get writing, but um, we we had some amazing, amazing people lay the groundwork for this organization. And in terms of groundwork, not a lot has changed. You know, programs come and go, um, goals change and shift. But as an organization, we are still very similar to our original setup. Yeah, I think those pillars are still in place today. And like you said, they, they may look a little different. But I think if you look from, you know, decade to decade and kind of leadership to leadership, those pillars continue to stay the same. And, and that's probably a good reason why today we're we're still in the same successful position that we were in years ago all right in case you missed last week's episode that sound means that we are going to wrap up this episode but not before we give you three fast facts that we feel like you need to know they can be really about anything it's just three fun facts that we want you to know before you go so Aaron, hit us with this week's cattle connect fast facts well, we talked a little bit about the museum today, Kayla, so I want everyone to know the museum is open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4.30. It is closed for the lunch hour, and it is free. That's the best thing. Number two, um, hey, I, want, I just want y'all to know uh, we're going to talk probably throughout the year about the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. 
we, uh, we being myself and the ACA officers, we're heading to the NCBA annual meeting next week. So we'll be a part of the policy process and the checkoff programming process there. And then number three, I've got to remind you again, let's register for the convention. ACA convention is February 23rd and 24th in Huntsville. And I believe next week, Kayla, we'll be talking more about that. That's right. And there you have it, folks. The most timely fun facts as it relates to the ACA. Thank you all for tuning in. And as Aaron said, be sure to come back next week for more as we explore everything you need to know about the 81st annual ACA convention and trade show. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Cattle Connect, brought to you by the Alabama Cattlemen's Association. Be sure to subscribe to get notified when our next episode goes live. And until next time, remember, beef, it's what's for dinner.